0: To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: International Correspondents on Newstalk ZB. All right, with us now is Oliver Peterson, 6PR Perth Live presenter. Hey, Ollie.
0: G'day there.
1: Ollie, I'm very glad to be talking to you today because I need you to explain to me how this migration announcement from your government about us is good for us.
0: I don't think it is. I don't think it's good for anyone. I mean, we've got so many vacancies at the moment. I'll give you an example, Heather. Today, you've got the head of the Hotels Association in Western Australia saying there's 13,500 workers short to work in our pubs and bars uh, this Christmas period, and we're two weeks away from the man in the big red hat coming down our chimneys. We are 13,500 people short just in WA pubs. So I do not understand this for the life of me, to be perfectly honest. I think it's more an administration clerical issue at the Australian government's end, i.e. they cannot actually process these within a given time frame, so they don't want to give false hope. But it just seems ridiculous, particularly when our two countries are as close as they are uh, and we're okay. all I know fighting for global labour at the moment. It makes so, no sense ever. So, So
1: Kiwis... They've stopped. The government has stopped taking skilled migrant visa applications from Kiwis. They say because they are going to make an announcement on Anzac Day. So what is Anzac Day is is five months away. So it, it's take or four months. Let's be fair. So it's taking them what four months to process these kinds of visas.
0: At least I, I think you yeah. find the backlogs more like six or twelve months at the moment. They're still going to prioritise what they're calling skilled independent subclass one hundred and eighty nine visa applications. So. Whoever's got that, whoever wants that and wants to come over quicker, you might be able to have that process. But they're yeah, uh, yeah, the but Home here, Affairs Minister.
1: Here's the other thing that's confusing to me, right? People, Kiwis who come over to Australia on the skilled migrant visas are not the ones who are poorly treated by your government. It's the ones who just come over on the special class visa, isn't it?
0: Yeah, correct. They are. But, but I thought this was, again, all about – and you probably find on Anzac Day they'll make this great announcement about you probably don't need a visa to go between our two countries and we're going to become one because, you know, our two governments love each other so much, Heather. But in the interim, it just makes absolutely no sense. The, yeah. the Home Affairs Minister is saying this is about recognising the unique and enduring close ties between Australia and New Zealand. Great, they're so close, we're going to press, press the pause button for the next four months. How does that make any sense? <laughs> it makes
1: no sense at all. Ollie, we're all confused anyway. that Probably they understand it between themselves. Now, what went wrong at the fireworks event that the kiddies got hurt?
0: Oh, this is awful. This is a Lambie Heights. You think about Sydney's Northern Beaches. We're home in a wage film, basically, last night. Everybody's singing some Christmas carols, having a good night. And they say the wind has propelled the fireworks in the wrong direction well, well, why were they ignited in the first place is my question. So you've got an 11-year-old boy with very serious injuries who's been rushed to hospital last night. A firework hit his chest and exploded on impact. Other kids are injured. Other girls running, crying away from the scene. It's just an awful set of circumstances. You need a permit to be able to, to, a, to, be able to ignite fireworks in New South Wales, but this is already getting some calls w- within Sydney saying that, you know, you need to regulate the fireworks industry and we've got too many rogue operators, et cetera, et cetera. Thankfully, everybody will be okay here. You got an eleven-year-old with serious injuries, but what a horrible start to the festive period! Is you're just trying to sing some Christmas carols and get into the joyous mood.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Now, this chap who was accused in the Brittany Higgins trial, Bruce Lerman, is he going to do a TV interview?
0: He's talking to two TV networks. I believe one of them is Channel Nine and one of them is Channel Seven. Uh, but at this st- at this stage, uh, he is personally not confirming. But he's obviously got the feelers out there through his lawyers and various agents who are chipping away to try and uh, televise his interview because throughout the whole process of uh, his trial, he's remained silent. He chose not to take the stand. Uh, Brittany Higgins, of course, has given many sit-down interviews and opportunities to have her side of the story told. There's still a lot of public interest in this. It certainly isn't going away and it's certainly still dividing opinions in this country at the moment. But watch this space for a tell-all interview of Bruce Lerman's in the early parts of 2023.
1: Oh dear, Ollie, thank you so much, appreciate it mate We'll talk to you again later, that's Oliver Peterson, 6PR Perth Live presenter If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things Hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend Louise Airy